Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Oh, it's that time again for Mr. Oster. What a great show we have lined up today. He's got an incredible guest to start the festivities. We'll get to in a moment. But if you're the 10th caller at 412-922-1020, you win a gift certificate to Sorgles out there in Wexford. And also our man, Miles Stevens, going to be here. Davy Tree talking trees in about 30 minutes. But right now... It's Clay Mankheimer, and he is going to be telling you all about him and his guests right now for the first two segments. Your host, DougOster.com. Here's Doug. Hey, Doug, good morning. Good morning, everybody. In a minute, we'll be talking to Clay Mankheimer. He is one of the founders of the Remember Me Rose Garden, which is right across from the entrance to the Flight 93 Memorial in Shanksville. Uh, But real quick, I've got a new round of virtual organic gardening classes with Farm to Table of Western Pennsylvania. It's every Thursday, 4 o'clock, absolutely free. This week we're talking about extending the season and how to save seeds. Just go to DougOster.com to register. And I still have a bunch of free Swiss chard seeds called Perpetual Spinach. If you would like them, just send me a self-addressed stamped envelope, and all the information is is at DougOster.com. And now I do welcome Clay Mankemeyer. He, as I said, one of the founders of the Remember Me Rose Garden. It's set to be ready for visitors during the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 tragedies. Clay is a retired state trooper who moved to Shanksville to get away from everything he dealt with in the city and was one of the first responders to the Flight 93 crash. Clay, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be Uh, with you this morning. Tell me a little bit about uh, that day, if you don't mind. Uh, Well, I uh, was uh, watching TV, as uh, so many others were, when the planes hit the uh, Twin Towers. Um, I was um, horrified with what was going on, but it didn't involve me here in uh, the middle of nowhere, on the the way to nowhere in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Um, But I soon learned uh, when the uh, phone service uh, was knocked out in the area uh, from a neighbor who said a plane had crashed uh, near uh, Shanksville. I left uh, home for work just moments before and returned to find a uh, column of smoke that uh, went uh, to the sky up out of sight just over the hill uh, behind my house. Uh, I arrived at the um, uh, scene to find just um, total devastation. Uh, I'd hoped to be involved in a search and rescue operation, um, but there was no need for that. The uh, devastation was um, so complete and uh, and vast, it was just um, overwhelming. And uh, my response was just to become very 
bitter and angry and um, vengeful and, and uh, I dealt with all those emotions. Uh, uh, my outlet, though, was to uh, join the task force here locally uh, to plan for a memorial after we found uh, out about the, uh, the, uh, the heroics of the uh, passengers and crew on board the plane and a story that just needed to be uh, needed to be told a positive story um, with uh, as tragic as things were with a positive outcome thousands of lives were saved as a result of the actions of the heroes on that plane um, I joined the, um, the task force for the National Park and uh, uh, planned uh, to build a, a, a fitting tribute but it was necessary um, to make everything uh, out of materials uh, designed to stand the test of the time, of time, even even centuries. And as beautiful as and, and and functional as it was, something was was missing. It was all hardscape. Um, some rose growers um, and hybridizers showed up at our planning sessions. Uh, with the idea of uh, putting in a uh, rose garden uh, at the uh, crash site in the National Park. And that was immediately rejected uh, by the Park Service because they uh, said it's just too high maintenance and and uh, not something they could deal with um, over time. The families of Flight 93 liked the idea, and uh, they were buying up property around the park for a buffer zone to prevent commercial development. And uh, they um, came uh, to me and, and uh, offered property to put in a uh, rose garden, which we called Remember Me Rose Garden Flight 93, uh, something with uh, beauty and softscape. We, we think of the phrase uh, beauty from ashes. And so it made a, a nice alternative uh, to the hardscape uh, of the uh, of the park and uh, uh, had uh, come along uh, very well. We had a, had a false start uh, with depending just on hybrid tea roses uh, for our uh, main attraction there. Um, we were hit with uh, the uh, rose rosette disease and then wiped out the entire uh, crop. Yeah, I remember. And uh, but boy, I'm telling you what, I was out there um, a couple of weeks ago, and it is looking great. Talk a little bit about that main centerpiece, that that compass rose that is built out of stone from the site. That is just an amazing uh, piece there. Well, that's part of the new start. We've we've gotten new life. Uh, for one thing, we uh, research. Uh, told us that uh, the uh, rose rosette disease that had uh, foiled us the first go-around was uh, carried by uh, the multiflower rose bush. It's just a a briar patch with clusters of small white uh, roses, uh, and they declared them a, a noxious weed. Uh, to be eradicated, uh, and once that is taken care of, um, the uh, rose rosette disease cannot be be spread. So we, we're having a new start uh, with uh, planting of uh, of uh, hundreds of 
of roses. We just put in a, uh, nearly uh, a thousand uh, perennial uh, roses, and we're expecting this week a shipment of uh, hybrid tea roses, uh, primarily the uh, newly hybridized Julie Andrew roses, which now is a, uh, a hardy, much more hardy species. It'll, uh, it'll, it'll stand the, the, the hope the, uh, the elements up here on top of the mountains in, in Pennsylvania. Uh, and uh, we're, we're really excited about it. It's also complemented with uh, a, um, a design that we built from huge uh, granite and sandstone boulders uh, that were um, on the property. Uh, the stewardesses, uh, uh, I talked to friends of the uh, stewardesses that were, were killed on the flight and acted so heroically, even a, a, uh, trying to prevent uh, the death of the co-captain, and, and uh, for their efforts, they were worked over with the uh, knives of these uh, hijackers. Um, uh, they wanted to be a, a special tribute, but they wanted something that they could actually point out from 20, 30,000 feet uh, in the air um, as they traveled um, with passengers over this heavily traveled air corridor. Uh, and so uh, the response was a, uh, a compass rose design, a, a uh, huge um, circle with uh, a, a water feature in the middle, a reflecting pond and a fountain, and spikes per, uh, of the uh, roses or the, of the compass rose pointing north, south, east, and west of 93 feet in honor of Flight 93, and then populated uh, with a variety of, of uh, uh, beautiful um, um, perennial flowers, and then it's going to be uh, accented uh, with these uh, uh, brilliant pink uh, hybrid tea roses um, around the center. We also have a, um, a cross uh, plaza where the uh, first tribute, which was a uh, cross, uh, uh, was erected at Flight 93, but was rejected uh, because of objections from um, from uh, the ACOU and, and others uh, for using federal funds in the park. So it has found a home in uh, the um, Remember Me Rose Garden and has its own elevated plaza. It, too, will be surrounded uh, by uh, both the perennials and the hybrid uh, tea roses. And uh, creating quite uh, a bit of a, 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 a excitement uh, here in Somerset County, and uh, uh, I look forward to uh, showing you and your listeners uh, around up there that, and uh, introducing them to this uh, uh, beautiful uh, feature that uh, just speaks beauty and, and peace uh, out of the um, tremendous uh, tragedy that uh, took place. I know Doug and uh, Clay have a lot more to get to, but we got to jump in here for a break. Well said, Clay. Great stuff. And for your service with the state police, uh, much respect and thank you for that. Doug, coming back with the second segment. Still to come, Miles Stevens, Davey Trees. Hey, join us for one great weekend. Register today for the 2020 Richard S. Calagiri City of Pittsburgh Great Race, presented by Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield. It's happening September 25th, 26th, and sponsored by Allegheny Health Network Dollar Bank. Details at kdkradio.com. All right, back with uh, more. Here's Doug Oster and his special guest on KDK's Organic Gardener. Hey, Doug, go Joined ahead. Again. 
joined again by Clay Mankemeyer, one of the founders of the Remember Me Rose Garden, which is right across from the entrance to the Flight 93 Memorial in Shanksville. It is a living memorial to the crew and passengers of Flight 93. And Clay, part of that, uh, in, in the inside of that compass rose that can be seen actually right from 30,000 feet above, you could see the compass rose. Yes, it's a, a landmark then for the um, pilots and the stewardesses to um, point, point out um, to the um, travelers on the plane and, and give them an opportunity to uh, honor the um, sacrifices made uh, uh, by the uh, passengers and, uh, and their uh, fellow crew members. And then around the, the fountain, there's some very special stones placed, right? Uh, yes, we have some of those uh, uh, sandstone and granite uh, boulders uh, encircling the, um, the reflecting pool and fountain, and the, the uh, names of uh, each of the 40 heroes of Flight 93 uh, will be embossed on the, on the stones, and then behind that will be uh, benches uh, uh, for uh, people just to sit uh, on, relax, reflect, uh, and uh, uh, and enjoy this uh, beautiful water feature and the surrounding uh, roses and and, uh, and perennials, and, uh, and enjoy the wonderful fragrance and uh, the the beauty of, uh, of uh, our organic garden. Yeah, it is something to see. Uh, you told me when I was out there uh, a beautiful story about the butterfly release. Uh, yes, that was one of the most um, touching uh, experiences that I've had um, through um, this whole venture. Uh, at the uh, dedication of the grounds uh, for uh, the um, garden, we invited the family members uh, of the Heroes of Flight 93, and um, Elizabeth Wanio was one of my personal um, heroes. Uh, uh, she uh, um, signed off with her mother, who was begging her not to get involved with this uh, assault on the uh, hijackers. Uh, and uh, uh, she signed off by uh, saying, no, i got to go now. We're going to storm the cockpit. Uh, so uh, we uh, had uh, uh, music, uh, gentlemen uh, singing uh, Come to the Garden, uh, and we released 40 uh, monarch butterflies, um, thinking they were going to just um, take flight and uh, go out of sight, and we'd continue with the program. Well, one and only one of those butterflies circled and came back to, uh, to uh, uh, Esther Wanio, Elizabeth's mother. And through the entire program, that butterfly landed on her heart and stayed there. And we, I found out later that uh, butterflies uh, were Elizabeth's um, all-time favorite thing. She, she loved them and uh, we always got, got excited about them. And her, her mother said afterwards, you know, that, uh, uh, that was my from my daughter uh, Elizabeth, and in, in, in tears, and, and put uh, tears in the eyes of uh, almost uh, everybody uh, there who uh, who heard that. It was just a, a really uh, special experience for her and everybody involved. So the Remember Me Rose Garden is all funded privately. This is there's no government money in this, and. You, 
I've been out there for 18 years, Clay, <laughs> here and here and here and there, and to no one's fault, that you know, uh, the, the, the rose rosette disease and and other setbacks, you're ready to go. How can people help keep this garden going? Uh, well, you're uh, you're absolutely right. There are, are no uh, federal funds uh, involved, and uh, we we uh, del- that was deliberately so. Um, so that we would have a freedom there uh, on the garden site that we couldn't have inside the, the park to really tell uh, unfettered the whole story of uh, Flight 93 and the heroism there. Uh, and we'd uh, like to keep that going. Uh, so we have established a GoFundMe uh, account uh, on the Internet. If uh, people just uh, search Remember Me Rose Garden, uh, GoFundMe. Uh, they can um, make a contribution that will be uh, uh, tremendously uh, appreciated. It's GoFundMe, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, GoFundMe Rose. Remember me, RoseGarden.com. Right. Remember me, RoseGarden.com. Uh, we've got about a minute left. What do you want people to get out of their visit to that beautiful garden? Um, peace. <laughs> and a, uh, a, a feeling of, of uh, uh, love and uh, uh, in contrast to uh, the um, intensity of the feelings of loss and disaster that uh, uh, is part of the story of, of Flight 93 as well. But uh, uh, the garden is a, is a place to uh, just uh, uh, have them enjoy the fragrance of these hybrid tea roses, uh, the beauty around them, and uh, the uh, surety that beauty can come from tragedy. Uh, beauty can come out of uh, out of ashes, and uh, we uh, look forward to uh, telling the story there to uh, people as well, unfettered uh, about the, the um, Flight 93, uh, the tragedy, but also the tremendous sacrifice and, and, and beauty that uh, results as well. All right, Clay, we're due for a break. Thank you very much for your time. RememberMeRoseGarden.com. Go there and help these guys out. This is a wonderful garden. All right. Good job, guys. Well said. Listen, we're going to get a break in here. And right after the news with Rob Taylor at the bottom of the hour, Mal Stevens will be here talking trees with Davy Trees. But as always, you have an opportunity to call in and talk trees or anything in the way of gardening. DougOster.com is where you can always find out more about him. Our number is 866-391-1020. 866-391-1020. This is Rob Pratt Sunday on Odyssey, 100.1 FM, AM 1020. KDKA. We are joined again by our friend Miles Stevens from the Davy Tree Expert Company. Today we're talking about the right tree for the right place. What does that mean, Miles? Well, it means taking a lot of different uh, things into consideration. You know, sometimes some of the mistakes I've seen in people planting trees, you get to be 40 foot tall under power wires, utility wires, or planting a tree that once you get, uh, for example, a hemlock, once you get 80 foot tall, five feet from their foundation. And, and lastly, is uh, selecting the tree that's you know best fit for the property, the best species, and and what you know you really want with your property. You want a shade tree, you want an ornamental tree. What do you want? So there's a lot of things to take into consideration at times. Yeah, definitely. And this is the start of planting season, which is exciting for me. And I've got some trees and some shrubs I want to add. Uh, but when you do go out onto a site, what's the first thing that you you ask a homeowner when they're saying, you know, I I I want to add some trees. 
when you see the site, what kind of questions do you have for the homeowner? Uh, first, I ask them, are you looking for a shade tree or are you looking for a smaller ornamental tree? Um, you know, uh, you know how you want it to complement your landscape. What are you thinking? But uh, first thing is just get a handle on what what type of tree. The larger tree, ornamental trees, right on the first things I do, and then ask them where they were thinking about placing the tree, and then we sort of go from there. Have you guys started uh, tree planting in earnest now? Is is it is it the right time, or should we wait a little bit? I think it would be fine to start planting now. We haven't yet. Uh, we're going to get some more trees in from our tree farm in Ohio, and we do get utilize some local uh, nurseries also. But once we get those in, we'll start planting. I see no reason to to not start planting now. It should be cooling off. Days are shorter and uh, easier to assist with watering. So I, I think right now is a fine time to get out there and start uh, putting trees in the ground. Well, I want you. To, I want to give you an opportunity to uh, talk about your sourwood tree because that is such i'm so glad you turned me on to sourwood that is such a cool native tree yeah it is i'm looking at mine right now i'm sitting on my deck and it's you know getting the the, the, the flowers that hang down or whatever it, it's, a, it's a great little tree so sourwood is uh, one i recommend from time to time still don't get a lot of takers but i think eventually if people see more of them uh they, they will they will enjoy it. but they're 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 a great great uh, small to medium-sized tree which I think for a lot of um, homes, as you get closer to the city and some of the areas that work, is more ideal than necessarily looking for a large oak or something like that. So that's interesting that you say that because I would think it would be the opposite. I think if, if uh, Miles Stevens came to my house and said, let me tell you about this tree that I've got growing in my own yard that I love, I thought people would jump at that. But I guess it's not well-known enough for people to, to, to plant it, right? Right, right. It's like you try to set, you know, what I always try to do with people, too, they're not sure. I mean, I can give them a picture. I can give them whatever. But it's nice if I can cite some locations. They might be able to go by and see see a few. And it's not easy with sourwood because there's not a lot around, you know. So that, that you know, because I think, hey, go take a look at this, see what you think it would look like in your yard. Because you don't want people to make a uh, sudden decision, you know. And I think sometimes that happens in the landscape. Oh, I'll just get this tree. And five, ten years later, they're like, well, I wish I wouldn't have done that. So it makes it a little harder for me to give them locations to find you know, such a tree. And when we're thinking right tree, right place, certainly knowing how big that's going to get, that is critical. But also it's whether that tree wants to be out in the open with full sun right. or if it's better off as an understory tree. You know, when I think, you know, our native dogwood, you know, it can survive out in in brutal sun, but it would be happier in as an understory in the forest, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sun shade. You know, is this like a a uh, understory bound, understory boundary type tree? Whatever. Sure. We take all that. You want to take all those things into consideration. It's also and it's like once again, do you want flowering or you do you really like to look forward towards some nice fall foliage or that type of thing too? Is another consideration for folks. Okay, so I want a tree that gives me shade, that uh, looks beautiful and ornamental, and has great fall color. <laughs> Do you get those kind of questions where they want everything, <laughs> like me? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we we get those, and you try to come up with something, some sort of maybe some compromise or, or whatever. But, yeah, we get those questions, and I try to tailor things toward what they, what they might like. 
Um, you know, that's why it's inter- you know one plant sort of interesting that way. I think is like Kusa dogwood because you get the nice white flower in the spring. But if you get a really good flower set in the fall, you get a good fruit set. And those those red hanging uh, round little fruit balls make for a great show in the fall if that, if that works out for you. Well, I have to put a shout-out for for a tree that I'm growing, and it's actually a Rose of Sharon, but it is sterile. It is a brand-new one called Sugar Tip, and it has uh, variegated foliage and pink double flowers. And as I said, it's sterile. Can I trust that, that it's sterile when they tell me that, or or am I going to have a million Rose of Sharons popping up in my garden? Well... Who knows? I mean, it's always like when in the past there's been talk of different, you know, native, worked on some different native dogwoods that don't get anthracnose, and then they get out there and they do. So hard to tell till they're out in the real world, as I like to call it, and see what happens after 10, 15 years and what really happens. And, you know, uh, yeah, hard to tell. You can put that in, but, you know, maybe down the road you'll be totally happy, and then you'll be like, how did that happen? So it can be a little tricky sometimes. I'll, I'll give you a report. And uh, before we talk about a little, a, a couple of little planting tips, let's talk about a tree that we both love. It's a native, and it's called a pawpaw tree. Uh, oh yes, it, there we go. It produces. It's our only tropical fruit, and it is a native. Uh, you know, indigenous Americans ate it and taught uh, settlers about it. Uh, you have got some trees in place. Do you do you have some fruit yet? Oh, I have one lonely pawpaw fruit on my one tree. So they're relatively young. So I've been sort of keeping an eyeball on it and uh, and seems to be doing well. And I'm just going to hopefully wait for the right time to uh, to harvest it. But uh, two immature trees, So, but this is the first year I had any flowering. Um, and then it just was on the one tree. I'm hoping next year the other tree will have flowering, and then uh, they'll both have flowering, then I'll have more success. So I got one yeah, fruit, so I'm sort of keeping an eyeball on it and see what goes on. It, it takes a while. Now, my trees are 23, 4 years old and 30 feet tall, and I can look up and see all that pawpaw fruit on there. You, you, you know, look up the pawpaw. You need, you need two trees, but it is really uh, an amazing, amazing fruit uh, when, when you think about how long it's been around. And uh, I eat them. Uh, the, my favorite way to eat them is the way George Washington ate them. And how is that, Miles? <laughs> Chilled. George Washington's favorite dessert was chilled pawpaw. Real quick, what's the biggest mistake that people make when they plant a tree themselves? Uh, well, just in the planting aspect, they plant it too deep. Uh, see that all the time. Uh, they Then they plant it too deep and they over-mulch. And once again, maybe the, the poor site selection for the tree. But the, the planting too deep is... Uh, and, 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 you know... And if you look at just mulching, you know, uh, you know, not creating a big enough mulch area for the plant too. You know, they put it in the ground and basically don't mulch around it maybe at all, and then it gets beat up by lawnmowers, string trimmers, and everything else under the sun. But planting too deep a lot is maybe the biggest thing that I see, and maybe not untying any of the twine on the from the burlap root ball too. Yeah, depending if it's burlap or it's in a container. You got to make sure you see that. What do you call uh, the the root flare? And even right from the nurse, even from the nursery, that dirt can be up too high before you even put it in the ground, right? Right, because what happens? I dig it a lot of times. I think they, they, there's some soil, and they sort of um, you know, the soil gets thrown back onto the root ball, and so that sort of covers up that root flare. Absolutely. So when you go plant a tree, you want to you, know, you can go ahead and you know set it in the hole, 
but then you pull that burlap back and you see where exactly you know the root flare is. You want to make sure that is at uh, ground level or just maybe slightly above. And I'm not talking about six inches above, but an inch or two above, just slightly above the surrounding ground level. But yeah, peel that back at the top of the root ball and make sure you, you find that root flare. Then that's what needs to be at or just slightly above the grade that you're planting, putting it in at. All right, Miles, stay on the line. We're going to get right back to you after the break. For more information about Davy Tree or to ask what's going on with your trees, go to Davy.com slash KDKA. And remember, you can always call the experts from Davy Tree at 855-982-TREE. That's 855-982-8733. Hey, do you know any ordinary individuals that have done extraordinary things in and around the city of Pittsburgh since the start of 2020? Nominate anyone who has significantly impacted their community in a heroic way. Now for Larry's Hometown Heroes, go to kdkradio.com for more information. Yeah, and he is with Mal Stevens, Davy Trees Talking Trees, and Mary's got a tree question, so let's get right to her on the Organic Gardener on KDK Rock Pratt Sunday. Hey, Mary, how are you? Good morning. Oh, hi. Um, this is Marion, and um, I had a couple questions about persimmon trees. Um, I was wondering, is it possible for them to um, grow to produce fruit in our area? What do you think, Miles? Yes. Yes, it, it is possible, but you need a male and a female tree. They do come as uh, separate, so you have to have two of them. And obviously, one has to be male, one has to be female, but they can produce fruit in this area, yes. Okay, and what, what kind huh? What kind of site do they like, Miles? Uh, I think uh, they'll need uh, full sun, uh, somewhat well-drained soil, um, but uh, I think they, you know, definitely... More open, you want them to get enough sunlight so you get good flower production, then you'll get good fruit production. So, you know, uh, very partial shade to full sun would probably be best for uh, persimmon. And are these like Asian or American or the meter, or do you know what kind we should get for here or for those two? I would stick with the, the native persimmon. I mean, they're going to be best well adjusted to uh, our climate and, you know, once again, uh, should not have uh, disease issues. You know, I always get concerned with non-natives having other issues, but the, the natives should be, you know, uh, not an issue. And I'm not really aware of any major problems for persimmon anyhow. Is, is that would that? I was just looking in catalogs. Would that be called the American one then? Is that what you mean by native? It's a, yeah, Dyrospirus virginiana is the uh, scientific name. That's what you should be looking for. Okay. And Marianne, uh, why persimmons? Well, you know, a friend has some, and um, she was saying how good the fruit is, and my sister lived out in the state of Indiana, and they had them and liked them so much. But my friends locally um, have had their tree for years. They bought, it was called meter, M-E-A-D-E-R, supposed to be self-fruitful, but they've never gotten any fruit after years. And so I I was just thinking it sounded like a wonderful fruit, but, you know, I just wasn't sure how you get one, you know, if you were able to get fruit here because they didn't do, have any luck with that. Do you see them much, Miles? Do you see them out there? I don't know anything about a persimmon tree. Yeah, every once in a blue moon I'll see them. They're not, you know, another one of those, uh, I would say they're not a common tree around here, but they're, we're certainly within their range. You get further south, you know, and, you know on to Virginia and, and through the southeast, you see them more often. Um, but uh, they could grow and produce fruit. I, 
I've only seen one around here producing fruit that was just, you know, that uh, people had a small stand in their backyard. I don't know how they ended up with them. But they will produce fruit. They're just one of those trees. It's just not overly common around here. But they'll certainly grow and produce fruit. All right. Two minutes left, Doug. All yours and Miles. Go ahead, guys. All right. Well, first off, Miles, I just want to thank you for being part of the show. Uh, and for people that are looking for help, remember that a certified arborist like Miles will come out for free to look at your property and tell you what's going on. Don't try and figure things out on your own. You've got an expert that can come, and if you're interested in having them come, just go to davy.com slash kdka, and the phone number to call them is 855-982-TREE. That's 855-982-8733. And, Miles, I give that phone number out just about every day of the week when people are looking for tree work. So thanks again for coming on. Uh, I am answering questions after the show. If you didn't get through, just go to DougOster.com. Giving away free Swiss chard seeds. You can see that, how to get those at DougOster.com. And I have a new round of virtual free organic gardening classes with Farm to Table of Western Pennsylvania every Thursday at 4. Remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. All right, Doug, let's tell them about what we're going to do Tuesday night. we got about 30 seconds left. It's Tuesday night at yeah, 6. Yeah, we're going to talk We're going to talk all about fall gardening. There is so much to talk about also. We're, we're planting vegetables like that Swiss chard seed, but also plants, seeds of vegetables, shrubs, trees, perennials. We're going to talk all about the right way to do it. And as always, Rob and I are going to have a ball on Tuesday at 6 o'clock. All right, sounds good, Doug. Look, have a great day. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.